This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins, where Christian music doesn't suck.
This is Dave Hawkins with The Antidote. Our first song tonight was Beloved from Arms for Elephants. When I first heard this band's name, I was really curious about what they were all about. And I'm sure you're probably wondering about it too. So when I met with Fletch Archard, we had to talk about the band, their debut album, My Judas Scene, and of course, how they came up with the name Arms for Elephants. Our conversation is coming up on The Antidote, but first is This Divide, a song found on their first release, Identities. Enjoy.
Fletch Archard of Arms for Elephants is here with the antidote. Thanks for jumping in, Fletch. Thanks for having me. I guess I'm a really strange person because when I first heard your band name, Arms for Elephants, all I could visualize was the CIA supplying weapons to rebel elephants wearing sweaty headbands. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going for. I wondered about that. So you wear the military fatigues and everything else? No, it actually, I'm glad to hear that because uh, a lot of people hear it and they think we mean, you know, literal, like human arms. For oh. elf, and you're closer to what it actually means. So, so what is the actual intention then? Um, basically, arms for elephants means protection for the defenseless. Um, so arms as in firearms and then elephants something that's defenseless against its captor basically now i've got it well you know there's a lot more that's unusual about arms for elephants besides just your name i mean you guys run with two lead vocalist guitarists mm -hmm. why follow that route well we're, we're actually uh looking to get separate second guitarist um so that the other vocalist matt can just rock the mic but as it is, um, we definitely need two guitars for this music, and we definitely need two vocalists for the way that we write. And it's, it's great, and recording-wise, it's great. When it comes to the live set, we're doing well, but we're doing so much, the two of us, at once, that it takes away from um, the energy, and it takes away from how much we're able to actually do. So we're, we're actually in the middle of making that transition right now, yeah, it's, I've always loved music with two vocalists, and well, also I don't. I mean, we're cousins, and we probably wouldn't even agree on who got to be, you know, the vocalist anyway. <laughs> but that must really complicate things for the band when you're on stage. I mean, it makes it easier overall because because there's less just one person. But when it comes to playing guitar, like I play lead guitar, so I'm trying to do all these vocals while I'm playing lead guitar and. There are quite a few parts that it's almost impossible to really pull it off. And Matt, Matt doesn't really have an issue because he's playing rhythm guitar, but um, we want to be able to move a lot more than we are right now. Um, you know, we've, we've had our buddy James get up on stage quite a few times now and help out with the stage energy. So it's, we've had really good shows, but we don't want to have to depend on James to add that little bit of extra energy. Does that mean you spend quite a bit of time touring? Um, not a whole lot yet. We went on two tours this year, and then besides that, it's just been local shows. Um, up until this point, it's mostly been recording and developing our sound. And then this last tour we did was the, the biggest tour we've done. It was three weeks, and we went down to Arizona and then all the way up the coast of California and back through the Northwest. We covered a lot of ground and played a lot of shows. And that was the biggest tour experience we've had yet.
Yours sounds really quite different. I mean, really, there's no question that it's post-hardcore. But I even hear some elements of pop-punk coming through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just melody in general. Having a, a hook, having a catchy melody that's not just catchy, but emotional and, and captivating. That's always been really important for us. Do you think that's helpful with drawing in new fans because you seem to cover over a broader range than most bands? I think it helps us, but it also hurts us in some ways um, because a live situation anyway, there aren't that many bands around here that could even be categorized with us. Most of it's either full-on metal or metalcore or it's hard rock or it's something completely different. And going into shows like that, we're not sure if we're getting our crowd or we're getting, you know, some people are our crowd and some people, it's just not really their thing. I think it helps us stand out and it also possibly hurts us a little bit because we don't, we're, just, we're trying to find our niche locally. Well, I, I really hate to ask a typical interviewer question, but I, I'm going to do it anyway. So okay. who influences Arms for Elephants? Man, a lot of bands, and I listen to a lot of music every day, trying to get new ideas and just see what's out there. Um, some of our biggest influences are Under Oath, um, Silverstein, Amberlin, and Conditions, um, which is a band that we don't really sound like in most ways, but they're one of our biggest influences. Um, and besides those, we also consider our peers a huge influence for us. Um, some of the other local bands around here, like Weathered, Sleep Signals, and Cold Kingdom, name drop a few of them. They're just amazing musicians, and seeing their drive firsthand really influences our drive and, and our desire to keep going and keep progressing as musicians. Well, you mentioned Under Oath. They're back and they're going to be touring. Oh, yeah. well, aren't you guys going to be the obvious choice for opener? <laughs> you would think, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, we probably won't be, <laughs> but maybe one day. It's a never-ending struggle, trying to satisfy everywhere and every desire. Expectation. 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 You want if you want to. You 
does the songwriting process work with Arms for Elephants? Um, we record and mix everything ourselves, and then we get it professionally mastered. So when we're recording, we're actually writing the songs um, as we record, and a lot of it happens in practice and, and jamming. Um, but recording is a huge part of it because we'll start out with an idea, and, and by the time the song is done, it doesn't even resemble anything like what we planned on. And that's kind of the beauty of being able to record without the time pressures of a studio. You can let it just bloom into whatever it wants to turn into. Wow, and you're able to do that yourself with that kind of quality coming through. Yep, we've been uh, experimenting and, and learning trial and error for a long time now. So we, we kind of know what we're doing a little bit now. It's helpful when you're trying to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about some of your thoughts about the band itself. I mean, the music of Arms for Elephants has been described as therapeutic, but how so? Well, for us, the whole point of making music is to connect with people and connect with people in a positive way and impact people in a positive way. So what that means is uh, it puts us in a position where if we're writing songs, then we're going to write them from a very intimate, personal perspective, and we're going to address subject matter that's both universal and very intimate for us. Um, so issues like depression, anxiety, addiction, a lot of people can relate to those things. And so we try to make the music from a very vulnerable, personal standpoint, um, and in a way that people can relate to, and it can hopefully... Um, help them with those issues or at least get the ball rolling we want to like i said address these issues head on because i think that's the best way to overcome something is to is to really face it head on and and then overcome it and the first step is you know facing it so that's why our music is so fleshed out towards those issues well when you spoke about it being personal is that meant that some of these experiences have come from you personally oh yeah and Basically, there have been quite a few times, especially with like the opening track of the album, where we had to go outside our comfort zones because we had to talk about something that we don't really want to talk about and we still have issues with, but you know, it's got to come out. And so the music ends up being therapeutic for us, too.
a lot of bands talk about being honest or sincere, and I've heard those terms tossed around about your music. But is that just a catchphrase, or do you really mean that? And if so, how do you show it? I think most people, I mean, I might be overly optimistic, but I think most people that say that probably mean it, or they at least mean to mean it. Um, and sometimes they're just full of it. Yeah, and and for us, I think it's it's an extremely important part of me. Like, I don't even want to make music if it's not completely sincere and organic. Um, so for us, that's that's a very honest statement. And even when it comes to, you know, not just the lyrics, but the way the music sounds, it's really important to us that it's not just fitting some formula that happened to work for some other band. We're, we're trying to make our own sound. And yeah, we take influence from tons of other musicians. Um, but it's it's organic and it, and we let it kind of become its own thing without following a formula. And that's why each new song is, is a whole new challenge to write because we're not using the same formula as the last one. It's, it's a totally new beast. So it's like a whole new journey each time. The Antidote is here with Fletch from Arms for Elephants. Your debut album, My Judas Saint, released September 1st, it's really quite a progression from your original EP identities. I mean, you really fleshed out the sound. Yeah, and it it took a lot of <laughs> a lot of trial and error, a lot of tears and sweat uh, to get to where we are now. And we're really happy with with how the sound progressed and the fact that the album is truly an album in the sense that each song tells a different story and has a has a different sound, a, a different life of its own. Um, and we just want to keep going from this point and continue growing and changing the sound. And I don't know where it's going to end up, but it's going to keep growing in one way or another. Yeah. 
curious with the album about your choice of album title, My Judas Scene. What does that mean to you? My Judas Scene, um, if you think about scene in the sense of a scene in a play or a movie, so it's like a moment or a scene in your life, My Judas Scene refers to like that moment where you're kind of at the end of your rope and you don't have any options left. You've you screwed up and you know you screwed up and you realize you need to change, you need to fix it. And that's what the song itself is about, the title track. Yeah, and that, that song is, is about that moment and kind of just accepting that you can't change what you did and you have to learn how to grow from that moment. No matter where you go 
want to talk about some of the other music that's found on my Judas scene. The Laws That Guide My Feet is the first single from the album, and that's a killer track. But really, besides it being so good, why did you choose that particular song as the single? Um, well, yeah, like you said, besides the fact that it, it kind of encapsulates our sound probably the best, um, another reason is just because it moves along really quickly, so it, and it has a very obvious hook. Um, so you get to this hook pretty quickly. So it's a single in that way. Um, but we also chose it because lyrically, it's one of the most crucial songs on the album, I think. And we kind of designed it to be like an anthem for the lost, an anthem for the broken, a uh, song of solidarity for people that are struggling in whatever it may be. Um, that's what the song set out to do, and that's what it ended up being. So it was kind of an obvious choice at that point. Like It, it fits the bill for a single um, in a pop music sense, and it is that anthem that we were looking for. And musically, it's incredibly involved. You've yeah, got a lot happening. There are a lot of changes and a lot of different parts in that song that kind of just flow into each other very quickly. And we actually just started playing it live we we hadn't played it on tour but uh we just had two cd release shows and we closed the night with that song and it it was just amazing to finally play it live
I'm Fletch from Arms for Elephants, and you're listening to The Antidote. On my Judas scene, Arms for Elephants has included a song called Charlatan. How many have you met? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I, I think, uh, if, we're, if we're being honest, everyone has been that at one point or another, and I, I wouldn't condemn an individual to that title, but I think everyone is capable and has done things they regret and, and been a charlatan and manipulated, et cetera, et cetera. Some people obviously have a problem with it. I think most people aren't really uh, like that, like they don't have a, a serial issue with being a charlatan, but there are those individuals that can't seem to stop.
Something else I found interesting on the new album is that you pulled in the song Separated, which was on your original EP. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a really gentle tone track. Is that song speaking to you personally? Oh, that song is probably the most emotional song for us. Yeah, it absolutely speaks to us personally. Um, it's a very intimate song, and there are a lot of lyrics in there that pertain to some pretty personal stuff, but it's kind of in a poetic, sort of vague way so that people can hear this song and, and especially with the verses, interpret it in whatever way they want. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I, I like having music that can be interpreted differently by the way it hits someone's brain and hits someone's ears versus the next person that hears it. And that song in particular, I think, can be taken a lot of different ways. When you're writing the songs, I mean, lyrically, yeah, they're somewhat cryptic, but not too cryptic. They're still relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a kind of the balance that we try to keep is, is making it really intimate and personal, but at the same time keeping it completely universal so that anyone can just, no matter where they're coming from, they can hear this, and if they like how it sounds, then they can relate to the lyrics, hopefully. Okay, well, back to that song, Separated. Would you ever think about including that in a live set? Mm-hmm. That was our change-up song for our first tour and for all of our shows up until this last tour because, you know, we needed a, a song that was a little slower and brought down so the whole set isn't just really loud, you know. And it went really well. It was a great change-up song. It's a little bit harder because the vocals are, uh, a lot of them are pretty low. So it's, it's kind of hard to sing that in a loud environment. But with a good sound system and a good sound guy, it worked out great a lot of those times. Tap your foot on the floor and just remember what we're living for. What did you expect to come from me?
and I won't doubt you anymore from the new Arms for Elephants release, My Judas Scene. I really go for the music this band is putting out. I really hope that you've enjoyed it too. Well, next week, Remembrance Day is coming and The Antidote is going to pay our respect to those who have served our country both in times of war and peace. But we're going to look at November 11th from a little different angle because Christians tend to view war from two different perspectives, the physical and the spiritual. And the antidote will pay musical tribute to both of those mindsets. For tonight, here's the last of our chat with Fletch from Arms for Elephants and our closing track for tonight, Empty Hands from My Judas Scene. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. I guess it's pretty obvious that Arms for Elephants songs are fairly Christ-centered. Does that mean that you're intending to use your music as a tool to evangelize the masses? Um... I wouldn't say that, but kind of. We don't label ourselves as a Christian band for several reasons, um, but we are Christians, so obviously there there are a lot of Christian themes in the music. One of the reasons why we don't label ourselves as a Christian band and we don't preach in that way um, is because we want our music to be therapeutic for anyone, no matter where their what their background is, whether they share our faith or not. So yeah, the themes are there, but it's not alienating in the way some Christian music is. How many uh, non-Christians listen to Christian radio or go to Christian concerts? You're not going to find a whole lot because it's, it's not a comfortable environment. It's not set up for them. But something like this, there's no threat here. Nothing's being pushed in your face. It's, it's all just um, take what you can out of it, and this is, this is for you. If you're listening, it's for you um, regardless of what your background is. It's a careful balance as a musician because for me, my faith is extremely important to me, but it's even more important to me on a social level to not let that get in the way of um, sharing it in a non-hostile way. If music was taken away from you, Fletch, what would you do? Oh boy, I would probably cook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For yourself or for others? uh, For others. Um... Besides music, the only creative outlet that I that I found some uh, actual skill in is cooking. Um, I would like to paint, um, and maybe even you know teach things like that. But cooking is the first thing that comes to mind because I actually uh, really enjoy it, and I enjoy being an artist in that way. Um, painting and writing and all of that stuff is way too hard for me. So. 
okay, now you have to promise me something. You're going to email me your favorite recipe and we're going to put it up on the Antidote website. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, listen, Fletch, thanks for coming on The Antidote, and good luck with my Judas scene. It's been fun. Thanks for having me, and thanks a lot. Love calls out, come after me. It's a funny thing, so don't wait for me I won't wait to leave Hope calls out, come after me The scars don't have to bleed I won't make a scene But I, I'm holding on Honestly, I Is 
Is this the life you wanted for me?